Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Craft Savvy Market, the Handmade Business Diary Podcast. We're really excited to be back here for season four. You know, season four, we're talking about building the maker and building the business. So today's topic is about how to rebuild back from personal challenges, really personal changes, just anything you struggle with. I feel like in, um, you know, in this time, a lot of times um, it's easy to talk about the highlights and not talk about the, the struggles a lot of us go through. So today, all four of us are here and we're going to be sharing just challenges we face whether um, business stuff that affected um, business challenges or personal things that really affected um, how we're able to show up in our business and just how we dealt with that. So we're really excited for today. Um, we wanna start um, with each of us giving you a bit of our background story and um, a, a little bit about our business. So Sierra, over to you. Hey, my name is Sierra Mae Subblefield. I'm glad to be here. I am the owner of The Bookish African Girl. We sell um, journals. We sell t-shirts. I'm a writer and I'm also a full-time um, preschool special ed teacher. So my focus is on books, is on um, t-shirts, it's on um, totes that reflect my love for African stories. So I'm glad to be here. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit about the background of how you started your business? Yes, I started my business um, really when we launched Craft Savvy Market is when my business started. And my business has been through a lot of changes since we first started. But when we launched is where my business started. So um, from the beginning to now, I've been through my own, I guess, um, brand changes. But um, the start of it was really trying to get out my love for journaling, my love for writing, my love for um, African stories, and things like that. So I started off not so much focused on journals, but um, throughout my process, I, I started to create more journals. And now I'm in a space where I create cards, I do um, t-shirts, and I do totes, anything that will talk about um, African writers and, and just celebrating writing in general. Okay, well, thank you, Sarah. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to Mina. Mina, can you tell us a bit about your background and your business? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Mina Mentor, and I'm the owner of Najatu Collections, um, which um, specialize in accessories made with African prints or Ankara for women, mostly, but also do few selective um, items for men as well. And um, I think I started doing this because I love um, accessories. So I started making some for myself and then I used to, I guess, help my friend, of course, Charlene. And um, during different events and sure, I would make accessories and people would like it. My friends and family started, you know, asking me to make stuff for them and I will make stuff for them. And I think that's how I birthed um, Najatu Collections. Okay. Thank you, Mina. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to Jande. Jande, could you tell us your background and about your business? Sure. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Jande, one of the co-founders of Crest Abbey Market. Um, I... My business is called Pepper Bush Accessories. Well, I almost want to say uh, two maybe separate ones, but 
Pepper Bush Accessories is my handmade business, which um, focuses on uh, accessories, mainly um, bonnets, head wraps, totes, and some other things. And it really was birth. Um, the launching was was um, birth out of our first craft savvy market. I'd always always sewn, uh, being a maker, if you will, sewing. Um, but I think the first craft savvy market was the first time I made bulk um, items to share with the public. Um, and so that was how Pepperbush Accessories was born. I also am an author and have a book um, that God has blessed me to be able to write. And so perhaps I consider that a, I mean, it is a, in a sense, it is a business as well because I have to market it and, and share it with people. Uh, and that book is called um, For This Child I Pray, 31 Scriptural Declarations to Declare Over Your Children. So that's my introduction. Okay. I'm sure Charlene is going to share about herself now. There we go. Okay. Thank you, Jande. So my name is Charlene Dunbar. I'm the owner of Swakoko Betty. And Swakoko, at Swakoko Betty, we help women show up authentically. We help them um, just help to bring that spice of joy into the everyday style. Um, most of the pieces we make are African inspired. We make a lot of dresses and separates with um, hand dyed batiks or wax prints from um, from West Africa. And um, I got into the business um, because when I moved to the States from Liberia, um, I just saw a lot of negative perceptions and stereotypes about what it meant to be uh, African, West African, and I didn't like it. And I wanted to celebrate um, our culture in terms of just how we dress and really bring a lot of the fabrics that reminded me of home into everyday style. When I put those fabrics on, I felt a little bolder. I felt a little bit more like myself and I wanted to share that with the world. So what is different about me is that I've been running my business for about 13 years, all while working, <laughs> either full-time or part-time. I work part-time now. Um, so that has been a lot of fun in terms of keeping the business going and um, holding down the nine to five, but I really thank God because he's he sustained me through all of that. So um, my background is in product development slash project management. So a lot of those experiences, um, I'm able to use them inside of my business. So that is a bit about me. Uh, now we'll get into the juicy tidbits. So first, uh, we want to talk about just challenges e each of us have faced that almost took us out, but we're able to navigate and come back stronger. Um, and sometimes it doesn't happen all perfectly in a bowl like that, but um, we're each gonna talk about what that challenge is and how we're able to move forward. So does anyone wanna start? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Um, I think, I, I think what you said in terms of, you know, life, doesn't always move in a straight line. And so there are always ebbs and flows with, I think with especially a handmade business because you are the person, you are a human, you are behind the business. So as things change in your life, things may also change with the business. I think for me, um, just over the past few years uh, in terms of personal things, I would say um, just losing uh, I lost my dad um, a few years back 
and just dealing with the processing of that. Um, I mean, sewing is an outlet for me mm-hmm. in terms of um, just relaxation and, and getting my mind together. But it's also a space that I can't really, it's difficult for me to get into if I'm stressed. And mm-hmm. so, um, so just like sort of immediately after that, I don't think I had the the capacity, the bandwidth in my brain to really say I'm going to sit and make bulk items. Um, I think in addition to my father, uh, my husband lost his father um, a couple of years later. And so that was more of a a family pause. (laughs) And it, you know, of course it didn't just impact my business, but it, it really impacted life and um and so a lot of things in my life felt like they were sort of on on hold if you will and I think also in addition to like losses in my family personally I uh feel like um, God has shifted my priorities in this season and so um where initially my priority was get this business out market it go sell, sell, sell in this season. For me personally, God has called me to a task, which is not traditionally what I would have expected in terms of a business. So that has shifted for me and I'm not, I'm still navigating it. I don't know what it looks like for Pepperbush accessories yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But that priority has shifted to where I have to be obedient to what God has called me to do in this season, which mm-hmm. primarily looks like um, the book, really, and 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 encouraging um, people spiritually and doing that task. Um, and so, or really, I don't know if it's a task, but doing that ministry. So for me, right now, I, I almost want to say I'm in the midst of a shift, and I don't, I don't know the answer at this point. Um, I don't think it's is really to end my business, but it is on a pause right now um, Mm -hmm. until I get clarification from God. But I do know that in this season, that is not my focus right now. And so, um, and it's not to say, you know, if there are opportunities to, um, to do like a market or something like that, I may still take those opportunities, but my overall focus is not there. And so I think that's an interesting question because I feel like I'm in the midst of Mm -hmm. figuring that out in addition to prior changes or prior pause, prior things that caused me some pause in my business. So, you know, I don't know. I will pause there because I don't want to ramble on, but yeah. No, thanks for for sharing that, John. And I guess, you know, a question that comes to me is, was that tough in terms of when you sense like, okay, God's calling me to shift. He's calling me to prioritize elsewhere. Like, how did you feel about that? Was that like a easy, like, okay, I'm going to pivot. No problem. Or was it like, I built this thing. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I still don't have the answer. I know that I don't think, like I said, I'm supposed to just end it at this point. Um, but I think one thing I'm learning with God is that if I listen to the voice of God, things work out. 
um, if I try to overthink it and and figure out where I'm, what am I supposed to do? Give me the exact plan right now. Then I, I, my focus is off. And so I don't know the answer I, in terms of how did I feel? I think it was a natural pause for me because it, personally, I wasn't, um, uh, how would I say? I had slowed down a little bit. Um, I did a big market maybe last February and really got a lot of things out. And really since then, I think just with personal things, I wasn't able to sit and again, schedule that time to like mass create. So I was on a kind of natural pause because I, I really would need like, I need to put some products, some new products out. And so it was kind of a natural pause for me mm -hmm. in that sense. So I wasn't upset because I, I didn't really have a lot of stuff that I needed to get out anyway. So, mm -hmm. um, but again, I don't know what that looks like long-term. I don't know the answer yet. I don't know. You know, I, I still, you know, push out, you know, content for it um, and probably definitely should be more consistent with that. But, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know the answers to that yet. <laughs> mm. And I think it's OK to not know all the answers. And at least for me in saying that, you know what, God, I'm trusting you and I'm listening to you that mm. if it is the end of this season, then it is the end and I'm okay with that. And if it's not the end, it's just a pause, then I'll, I, I believe I will know when it's time to go full-fledged again. But right now, I don't think full-fledged with that is where I'm supposed to be. So, mm. yeah. No, that's um, that's good. And that's, that's a pretty big change to navigate an adjustment and, you know, where you maybe thought things were going versus where God is leading you. So um, thank you for telling us about that. Um, want to just put it out to um, Seattle or Mina, if you guys want to share um, kind of challenges that you've navigated or faced. Um, I can go. For me, um, I said it was, it's just several um, challenges. I will not say there's one specific thing, but for me, um, getting into it really, um, Consistently doing it was just, I had young children um, at the time. And um, like I can relate to just what Jandis said, you know, losing um, a loved one really, you know, off and on affect you in some type of way. And um, for me, yeah, having young children doing business has been my struggle and challenge um, because most times, I don't have time to really just sit and do stuff without interruption. You know, even if I try to keep myself in a quiet space, uh, somebody would just run in there and like, I want this and, you know, just, and for me making accessories or jewelry or sewing, I need to be quiet just to myself and just be quiet. Even if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just by myself, I focus and just, that's my time to really enjoy my time. So that has been um, a struggle for me. I mean, but I just learned um, to take a break, to take a pause when I need to, because I'm not just only making stuff, you know, I'm doing other things. So 
just finding that balance when I have to pause from doing accessories. You know, I take a pause because it's not like I have a demand, you know, I have to get things out, you know, it's selling, but just taking a pause when I need to and just understand that my season is different from everyone else. So mm. I'm not going to be rushing myself or comparing myself because I have a, well, toddler, little kids, you know, some people might have grown children, you know, at this season. So I don't want to stress myself or overthink things and just stress myself. So those are my struggle and just the loss. Of course, I lost my dad too, which I think I have not really expressed it openly, you know, publicly how I felt or how I'm feeling, but it's an emotional thing for me. And um, yes, so those are just some of the struggles because I said several things, you know, so just on top of my head, those are the few things that really has been my struggle because I know business doesn't come with a manual to know that ABC is the step, XYZ is the way. So you just have to learn and figure and just find things that really helps you, you know, through that season and help you navigate or do what you have to do and just stick with it. No, that, that's good, Mina. And um, you said something I, I really appreciate your story. You you talked about it was important for you to not compare yourself to other people or be like, well, this person is here, so I need to rush to be there. Like, was that an easy place to get to? Or was that kind of always your mentality? Like, this is my way, my race, and I'm going to do it in the way that makes sense for me and where I am. For me, I think that's always been mine, even in personal relationship or even in my life for me. I don't know. I would say not. I don't know, but I would say maybe God has given me that thing where I don't feel the need to compare or compete with other people. I celebrate them. I'm there for you, even in your business. I'm happy about your business, where it's going, where, you know, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I need to compare myself because what I learned, I've been learning that there's season and time for everyone. And if I try to rush into somebody else's season just to be there, I might miss what God has for me. So I try to stay in my season, stay, do what I can, you know, at my own time and where God's taking my business or how he's going to bless me. But if I try to compare, compete, I don't know what you're doing in the back end. You know, my back end is different from your back end. So trying to keep up with you. I'm stressing myself over here and you have somebody making things for you. So, you know, I just see, you know, how your business going from the front end, but in the back, I don't know what's going on. So I won't say I compare myself. That's something I try not to do for the mm. most part. Just focus on where I am and where God's taking me. No, that, that's a blessing because I think naturally in business, especially with social media, it's really easy to, try to mark, okay, well, this person, me and her started up at the same time and they're doing this one and look at me where I am. And um, that's a struggle. So, you know, it's just, it's awesome that you are clear and you understand, you know what, God's plan for me is different from God's plan for this other person. And I'm going to run my own race. Yeah. And that's a country of just to add this, I think um, having faith, I mean, mm -hmm. we all on this, um, 
podcasts are believer faith based um, makers and creatives. And I think there's a difference when you you are in when you know God and you know his plans for you versus mm -hmm. when you out there just doing a business. So there's a difference. So most times you're doing things personally based on your relationship with God, it translates into your business. While other people out there who I'm not saying they don't believe in God, they have different belief and faith. They might be walking on something else and you working on something so you comparing yourself you will end up you know living somebody else's dream and business plans and not yours you know so that's just my take for especially social media nowadays it's good, good. but it will oh, it will stress you out if you if, <laughs> yeah. you, if you tune into it yes it will rush you. <laughs> what would we think that cool if you rush, you will crash? <laughs> not not a good I, thing. Um, so, so thank, thank you for that, Mina. So, Sierra, you want to um, share your story? You want me to share? Um, I'll share quick. Um, I like what Mina shared. That was so good um, for um, that, you know, to just to just pretty much stay in your lane and just do your thing. Um, for me, probably two challenges has been um, really brand identity and time management. So for brand identity, when I first started, my business had a different name than what it is now. So I've been through a couple of changes with that. But um, one of the challenges was that was, I think, you know, because there's a saying that says, I'm not just building a business, I'm building myself. So as, as you personally go through challenges, it shows up in your business. So when I first started, I had a a variety of things I was selling. Some of that I don't even sell anymore and I don't even know why I started selling it. One of the things at the first market I sold was headbands, which, you know, they don't even exist. <laughs> I don't even know why I made it. I just grabbed it and said, hey, I like these. I'm going to throw it into the mix. And, you know, that is a strategy. It's probably not the best strategy to just throw stuff, stuff in the mix. But I think over the years, I had to realize for just my brand identity that, you know, it's okay if things don't fit in a certain way. I mean, by nature, I'm a, a strong type A personality. And so I think for me, things have to kind of line up and make sense for me to move forward. And God has just been telling me that it doesn't have to make sense and move forward. That sometimes in a business, um, things don't always have to make sense and that's okay. You know, it doesn't always have to be understood by people around you before you pursue it. Um, so I started making the headbands for no reason. There was no rhyme, no reason. I just thought it was cute and I just threw it into the mix. <laughs> and I'm probably in a place now in terms of challenges that um, I understand that, um, you know, what I'm creating may not have to make sense to everyone, but if it makes sense to me, I can, I can move forward with that. And I think that comes with, at least for me personally, that comes from maturity, just spiritual maturity, not to have to have confirmation in different places with with where you're going in your business you know i think too for me as a believer there are certain callings i have from from god that i had not accepted so if, if you don't accept what god is calling you to do it shows up because you, you don't want to pursue certain pathways because you don't believe that um that that would make sense and so you kind of don't do it and so um i think for me a challenge i've had 
it's just been brand identity, understanding that it's okay to put a product out if it if it doesn't make sense. It's okay to pursue a path that that may not make sense to those around you. That what's first and foremost is that you know that as a believer that you know God has called you to do it. And number two, that you are confident in what you have. That you don't have to have um, you don't have to have validation from those around you to move forward or validation of your products. I think sometimes with the products, it's like, hey, nobody's buying this. This must not be good, or maybe I should pause it. And, and it could be, it could be mainly to reevaluate, or it could be, you know, that that you know that you can move forward that product that it's okay maybe it doesn't have the greatest sales maybe you can reevaluate it but it doesn't mean that you have to just throw it aside if if the market isn't purchasing it so i think i've i've learned things from just my challenge has been brand identity focusing on what the um what is the focus of my brand but even more importantly to be okay with certain things that i sell or i choose not to sell and to really be okay with that so i think I've learned to um, to just stay in my lane. I like some of the stuff that Mina shared because I mean I, I appreciate the fact that she that's her strength from day one. But for me, that was not my strength. And I've learned um, as a over the years entrepreneur that that is okay. So I I feel like she started at that point. I'm arriving at that point to understand that it really is okay if you. Um, that no one needs to validate what you have for your business. No one needs to make it make sense that sometimes as you grow as an entrepreneur, it makes sense in your own personal growth. And I think I've come to to understand that now. I don't think I understood that at the beginning, you know? So another challenge for me has just been time management. <laughs> My business was tied to when we rolled out a market. We did a market twice a year. So <laughs> twice a year, I would get products and push it out there. It was very simple and easy to do. And so to go from like a business tied to an event to making it like a year round thing has been another challenge, you know, to understand that, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you cannot tie it to... <laughs> So one event, I'm sure Charlene knows that better than than than, than most because she's been yeah. making it for a minute. But I was I was like time for a market. Okay, time to push my products out there. Market finish, everything finished, you know. And so that was a tough transition for me to understand that business goes on twenty four seven, you know. So I'm involved with a lot of things, and so I've had to learn to just prioritize and. Um, cut my priorities down because if you have so many things you're involved in, you're never going to to do that one great thing well. And so that's been my challenge to know that I have to say no to certain things so that the business becomes a yes, you know, and that's kind of, that's something I'm, I'm growing in, you know, I'm growing into understand that, you know, you're not going to have that business that you dream about if you say yes to everything, that there has to be a no somewhere in order for the business to be a priority. And, you know, and I cannot grow a successful business if it's tied to an event. Right? It's not even a part-time business. It's just not a business, you know, it's a hobby. So I think I've had to grow in my understanding of that to say, Lord, help me to 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 shift my priorities, help me to to find the time and, you know, and, and that means a no to something. That means that um, there's just certain things I just won't be able to do if I'm truly going to say yes to this, um, to this, to this business. So I think for me, brand identity, understanding to stay in my lane and um, things and be okay with things not making sense, going against my, um, 
type A personality and just going with that has been one challenge. And the time has been another challenge to understand that um, if I'm gonna grow this brand, it cannot just be, um, I can't do it seasonally. <laughs> it's not a, there's no such thing as a seasonal business. That's probably just a hobby. So those are probably two things I've, I've had to, to navigate for my business. Yeah, yeah, th those were good. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you, Sarah, like you talked about brand identity and having to switch up and kind of learning by trial and error. Were there other things, you know, whether it was your prayer time or reflecting or, you know, using some sort of system that helped you to hone in on this is what my brand is about and this is what this is what I want to carry, this is what I want to represent. Like, how did you sort that out? Um, I think for me, it's just all spiritual maturity and just actually growing up, you know, where I wouldn't say it's one thing, but I think the more time I spend in the word and the more time I, um, I can do reflection, I think I, I've grown that way, you know, so I've had to learn to, to pause, to stop and not go so fast all the time, but to slow down. And so I think for me, I've had to learn to, um, to just slow down a little bit. Cause I think sometimes we, you kind of do things automatically without stopping to say, wait, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. is, is this is what I need to be doing. I think when mm -hmm. you hit automatic and you just go, you miss a lot that you have mm -hmm. the built-in time to stop and say, wait, what, what, what am I doing here? And why am I doing this? Is this even what I want to do? You know, um, mm -hmm. I think I know COVID had a lot to do with that because we had to shift a lot during COVID that, there was a lot of pausing and mental health checks and and prioritizing rest and rethinking things um, during when COVID hit and even even now afterwards. Um, but I would definitely say I just had to personally slow down. And I, for me, as I've grown in my walk with God, I think I've seen things a lot different now than I did when we first started. So I, the change has been in, in my personal walk with God and also... Mm -hmm trying to make rest a priority because I think I think that if you make rest a priority there's more fruits that come from that than when you just kind of go 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 busy getting it done you miss on a lot of things because you so busy doing that you don't really start to say what am I really doing does this make sense I don't really have to do these things I'm doing I'm doing it because you know Sally did it I I, I thought that's that was the thing to do but it doesn't mean that I need to do it because that may not be for me, you know? And when you pause and reflect on those things, you kind of, you just get a lot more clarity. So mm -hmm. to just be on automatic, so. But no, that's, that's I know you, you've got plenty to share, but your business challenges. And no, these, 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 are, these, have been good. these have been good, really hearing from each of you. And just quickly, I feel like what you said ties back to what Mina said, this idea of just doing stuff because you see other people doing it versus what makes sense for you. I mean, I think those two things connect. And you were saying in resting and spending time with God, you were able to discern what you needed to do versus just, well, you know, this is what I saw in the last five posts. I probably need to be doing that too, because that's a, um, that's a pretty um, erratic place to come from. So no, I, I think a common thread for all of us is juggling different priorities, juggling, having more than one hat besides our business that we have to see about, we have to prioritize. And 
I think that's true for a lot of business owners. I don't, I don't know how many people come into it with the luxury of I'm going to do this full time. And I mean, we're moms, you know, we're, we're wives, we're friends, you know, we serve all these different things. So, um, for me in Swakopee Betty, um, I've always wanted to grow my presence in different stores. I always wanted to, um, cause right now I sell online and I do like consignment in a handful of stores. So, I always wanted to be carried at, you know, a lot of different stores and whatnot. So I had gotten picked up by a showroom and they sold a little bit of my stuff. I want to say it was 22. My years are all messed up now, but they were able to sell a lot of my things for spring of 2023. And I was all hype. I got the purchase orders. I was like, yes, you know, wow. I've never sold this much stuff to like 30 stores. I was thrilled. And I had moved my manufacturing overseas to um, Nigeria and um, they had made samples for me. They had made the styles for me. But I think what was different about this spring was the volume of stuff they had to make. And, you know, on, on the surface, it looks like, oh, this is a blessing. You're going to make more stuff, make more money. You know, how, how do you do? But um, it was a nightmare. I mean, it's like as they made the stuff, the more stuff they made, the more mistakes there were. There were hemlines that were jacked up. There was elastic that was snapping where it wasn't supposed to snap. Um, there were labels that were sewn badly. Some of the fabric that I printed up front was printed. The print didn't come out good. And it's kind of like, you have spent this chunk of money on this fabric. There ain't no, let me go back and run. It's like, there's literally no money to go back and run it. So I remember sending the fabric to um, Nigeria, them cutting and sewing it. It's showing up having issues and then a lot of it being late, like, you know, with, with wholesale, you know, they'll say, Hey, you got to ship this stuff between March 15th and April 15th. And, you know, stuff will show up to me on like April, April uh, 14th. And it had all kinds of problems and it needed to ship by the 15th. So oh, no. it was, it was horrible. It was yeah. really, really horrible. I mean, I had stores emailing me like, you know, they would, they would email the showroom and then the showroom would send it to me. Like, you know, quality is horrible. She can't be charging these prices. This print is poor, um, is poor quality. And this is not like the sample I saw. And um, I don't know. I think sometimes we go into opportunities just thinking it's like, this is going to help me grow and it'll be amazing. And I don't think enough people talk about um, just all the things that can go badly and that it's still worth doing. So, I mean, it was a slog. I had a lot of returns. I had to follow up with the factory. A lot of the project management I thought they were doing, then I had to like get more organized and be like, okay, this stuff is due in May. Do you have enough fabric? Have you started sewing it yet? Is it cut yet? Do you have the right sizes? And a whole lot of hands-on stuff that I didn't I didn't plan for and I probably should have planned for. Um, but I mean, I think on the inside, it felt bad. I mean, I was like, you should know better. You've done product development before. You've worked with factories before, like, how could you let this happen? And um, I don't know. I think I had to realize that these problems come with running a business and that just because people don't talk about it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Um, mm -hmm. That Sometimes you see someone in a store, you have no idea what it took for them to get into said store, whether it was going back and forth with for the factory or changing the factory or doing way different planning up front. I mean, there was a girl who did a series about her business being on edge of bankruptcy and she, she makes jam and she talks about, she worked with some factory and she gave them $80,000 and 
the 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 jam they produced wasn't up to her standard and she had to scrap all of it she's like i wasn't going to sell it because that would that would reflect poorly on me and i was like ooh that's that's a big L to take like ouch wow. you know but i mean kind of coming back to my story um, I took returns. A lot of the stuff, they just returned it. They didn't pay me for it. So I had bought the fabric. I had oh, paid the factory. Okay. And it's like, kids, we're going to be eating dresses for dinner tonight. <laughs> so it's like, you you got to resell these dresses and do something. I mean, some of it was, you know, working with the store to say, hey, I know I told you it would be there by April. It's going to be there more like May. Please work with me. Some of them did that. Um, some other things that went wrong, like in my hustle, again, because working full-time, I got other stuff going on, you know, you got to ship the product in boxes. So Charlotte's like, hey, I know I can get some boxes. I've bought boxes from Home Depot before. Showroom calls me like, did you send them the high-end store that clothes in Home Depot boxes? Did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, maybe People not. Like, Is my husband sending some tools to the shop? Like, what's going on? I mean, again, wow. things that it's like you should know better, but in the hustle bustle of trying to do stuff, you 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 just like I'm just gonna get it done versus doing things the right way. So um, I say all that to say, um, I grew, I learned a lot, but it was ugly, it was painful, it was hard, and I wanted to give up a lot. There was a lot of prayers and a lot of like, God, is this what I should be doing? And I think in the end, I was like, I don't want to be someone who just gives up, who just says I I'm out, I can't do it. I don't think that reflects well on the kingdom and it was just something like put your head down be humble if they want to send your stuff back be like hey i'm so sorry about that take it back and keep going just keep moving forward and um eventually we got better at it i mean i think my last shipment was august so i was able to ship the stuff one time get paid for it but um I think people underestimate like when you you try to grow you try to reach these dreams that seem so amazing on paper you know people are like oh i'm being carried in this store it's like wow that's that's so cool and then you get to the <laughs> back side it's like it's ghetto out here this this is this is really really rough wow. so i mean i learned a lot i'm grateful that i was able to to do it and i mean i think right now i am taking a hard look at if i want to do wholesale again um but um yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I'm coming out with a very clear lesson from all that as much as, you know, it's okay to fail. Things are going to be harder to do than what it looks at the outset, and it doesn't mean they can't be done. And um, I don't know, just, just really staying close. Like, God, is this where you want, what you want me to be doing? Is this the way? Because it is easy to just default to what seems like this is what it seems like I should be doing versus no, this is what Shaolin specifically should do. So um, that is just a tidbit. I have many other challenges that I don't share on Instagram, but you need, that, a, whole, Charlie, you need that, a whole podcast. That, yes, that, that yes, I can tell them. Yes, you a could. podcast and a book. Yeah, a podcast and a book. That's good. A podcast and a book, Mina. Speak on it. Um, so, look, um, Charlene, that that was good you share because I think um from the outside when you see businesses, you don't really know what's happening behind the scene because people just see your beautiful fabrics, you know, spinning and turning on the you know on the Instagram, and the fact that you have um your products made overseas, you know, it's like oh my gosh, she's supporting the motherland overseas, and it's like no, it's not quite that simple. <laughs> there are challenges. Especially, I would think just globally that 
you know, it's not like you can go up the street and go check on the factory. So um, I'm glad you shared that because it gives a different perspective that maybe you want to support an area and give back to um, somewhere where you're from. But it doesn't mean that the challenges aren't there, you know, because if it's if it's something overseas, you got other problems that people may not face local because if there's a challenge with the product, it's coming from a far place. So a lot of other things that go into you thinking through to mm -hmm. fix it that may be for someone local. So I, I guess I just appreciate you sharing that because I mean, it's easy to see the beautiful um, fabrics and the dusters and the outfits. Like, man, she always got it together. And it's like, no, <laughs> just and, because and I'm not I, sharing, it goes, to, not um, <laughs> it goes to scaling too, because I think, you know, sometimes we think bigger is better, but bigger can come with a lot more problems. I mean, something that was a minimal problem when you were making, I don't know, like a hundred pieces, when you start making a thousand, it's like, this This is really an issue. <laughs> so just how things can multiply in that when you're touching more people, it can um, it can go downhill really fast. And it's not to say you shouldn't do it, but I don't think it's something that we anticipate when we try to make things bigger. It's just like, wow, I didn't, I didn't plan for a quality person. I didn't plan for someone to help me manage the folks because maybe they were good at making a hundred pieces. Now you're asking them to make a thousand pieces. They, they're not even set up for that. And I'm assuming... I sent you the order. You should be able to make it. And they're like, yeah. we're not really organized for that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, oh, sorry. I'm no, no um, I was just saying after you said that and Tiara saying, yes, people look at your beautiful pieces you put up there, you know, hey, different women look beautiful in it. But that's what I'm saying. They just see the clip of that and mm -hmm. don't yeah. see what you just explained, you know, yeah. the struggle behind that and want to measure or keep up with, hey, Swako mm -hmm. Betty, I'm going to keep up, you know, she posts every day, looks good, but behind the scene, you know, I think sharing these uh, um, podcasts or story will help other makers or business owner who just starting, who in the middle of it, just to know that, you know, it's okay to just focus on where you are yeah. and not just keep up with other people because other yeah. people have struggles that they just don't put out there like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just appreciate what you have, like just from this Charlene, having a small business, just appreciate how small your business is and thank God and, and glory in that small business until it mm -hmm. gets to where it needs to be a bigger business because mm -hmm. every stage comes with different challenges. So yeah not just enjoy the big business, but enjoy the big challenge that comes with it. And are you ready to take that challenge on? So that was just good to share. So at least yeah. people can hear the backstory of not just a beautiful business or a beautiful product, but there is a balance, you know. Mina, yeah. that's, that's a word for the Grammy general, <laughs> that what you see, that please don't compare anything to what you see on the gram because it is definitely not reality. You know, that was good that sometimes you see things on the gram with people video and, and that's not even, that's not even, re it might be reality for the person. <laughs> you just watching it and comparing yourself to that two second reel. And it's just like, that's not even, there's not even anything worth comparing to because that's not yeah. even that person's life. It's that like they're the tip of the Right, right. I mean, people showing you, but they're not showing you the fight that they got into with that right. spouse. The fact that right. that kid might be failing three tests because you were busy right. answering emails. Right. <laughs> 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 on the verge of not 
graduated from the ninth grade. Like, no, I'm just like, do it for your family for that two second reel. Everybody's smiling, and then you get off the reel, and there's a fight in your in your home. Fight so. is breaking out in the camp. No, no, yeah. that 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 those are facts. So, um, these these have been amazing. I really think this could have been a two two or three parter for all of us, um, because there's a lot of things that we've all experienced, we've all kind of gone through. There were so many good things in this episode. We actually had to cut it into two parts. So definitely come back um, and listen to part two of rebuilding from changes, uh, rebuilding from challenges. Um, we really talk a lot more about things that we were able to do or advice that we have for um, how to navigate when you're going through tough times. So definitely check out part two and thank you for listening. Um, no, just everyone, thank you for sharing from the heart. Um, I want us to just go around quickly and say where they can find each of us. And uh, we'll go ahead and close out. And I'll start. You can find me at Swakoko Betty on Instagram and Facebook. And definitely join my email list because these social media platforms are not loyal. So follow me at Swakoko Betty to hear more about my adventures. Uh, Jande, since I see you on the screen. Yeah, um, you can find me at Broken for Building. That's the priority right now. Yeah. And then you can also find me at Pepper Bush. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And join my email list as well for Broken for Building YouTube. and Pepper Bush accessories, actually. And YouTube. YouTube? Yes, but thank you. See, I forgot. Thank you. Join me on YouTube, too. That's a lot of platforms, man. Just follow her on YouTube. Okay, Mina. Um, Najatu Collections on Facebook, um, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay, now. Okay, thank you, Maina Sierra. All right, um, just follow The Bookish African Girl on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Sierra May Stubblefield. And um, definitely join my email list on The Bookish African Girl to stay connected, so... Yes, and we'll be remiss. Follow us on Craft Savvy um, Market. Um, we are here right. to store. <laughs> we're all business owners. We're all makers. Uh, so we're we're in the trenches with you. So follow Craft Savvy Market at, on Instagram, Facebook, and for sure join our email list. Our email list people get kind of the best juice. And uh, follow. I don't know if people are following podcasts these days or subscribing, but yeah. you know, please. <laughs> please, please. We want to hear from you. And um, yeah, we're building a community for handmade makers. So join in. Um, if you're thinking about a, join, starting a business, join in. We want to hear from you. We want to support you. We want to see you win. So everyone, thank you so much for listening today. It's going to be a really, really good um, season. We're going to be digging into some personal stories. We're going to be bringing some other makers on here to hear their stories. So we're talking about building ourselves as makers at the same time while we're building businesses. So it's going to be really exciting. And thank you for listening today and see you next time. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye.